everyone, I've done something a little bit different for this podcast. I've had a guest on, Waniwa, who's going to talk to us about a beautiful song her and her sister have created, which represents a collective voice for women who've been through postpartum mental health, anxiety, depression. It's called The Valley Below. You would have heard a little bit of it in the intro and you're going to hear it woven throughout uh, Waniwa sharing about the project and the song. This is partly for Panda Week this week here in Australia. Panda is Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia and they have an Awareness Week. This song is raw and authentic and goes deep so please go gentle on yourself and reach out to myself and to the helplines that I add into. The full song will be in the show notes with the YouTube link and I'd love for you to go and have a listen and to share it around. Welcome to the Polynesian Mamas podcast. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land where I live, the Biripai people, and all other First Nations people within Australia. I aim to bring you collaborative conversations, cross-pollinating as we span our wings, connecting the threads of ancestral wisdom in a modern context so that we can live a nurtured life. I believe ancestral wisdom provides a roadmap to a regenerative culture, contributing to thriving communities, healing and health. She's digging a hole, a place she can hide in while she wishes her life away. The better from Blackbird Songwriting in Port Macquarie on the mid-north coast, New South Wales. It's super, super close to me. I've been up there twice this week. And as you know, I get, um, I'm quite excited to have local guests on here. And Oniwa has studied, she's an occupational therapist who has studied music therapy and has woven music and songwriting into her life and work for many years. And I came across the Blackbird Songwriting uh, via Somehow I came across a project that um, Oni has been working on called The Valley Below, which is about sharing experiences of postnatal depression and anxiety through song. And I was like, oh, this is so beautiful um, and reached out. And so, yeah, really excited to have Oni here. So um, Blackbird Songwriting is a like an organisation, it's about bringing music connection healing that Oniwa shares with her sister, Shara Hala Api Api. 
Um, and music's been such a huge part of their lives growing up and obviously through into their lives now. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'd love for you to share just a little bit about that before we jump into the Valley Below project, a little bit about, yeah, growing up with your sister and having music um, being such a powerful force and then still through to adulthood and how you're weaving that through in many ways by the sounds of it. Mm, yep. Um, so, yeah, um, myself and Shara, so we grew up in a very musical family, um, mostly with my dad. So my dad plays guitar. He sings songs like he loves all those old um, bands, Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, the Beatles. So we just grew up in a household where, you know, I remember um, dad making dinner and we had the Beach Boys on and we were learning how to do all the drumming beats on the bench while we were making dinner, all that kind of stuff. And then I think my earliest memory of um, music as a child with my dad was sitting down at the piano um, and I'd learnt Puff the Magic Dragon on the piano and my dad was behind me on the guitar and I just remember, yeah, just the magic in that connection, the magic of just being so excited that I could play a song but also that I could feel him behind me, like I could feel his warmth and his guitar and just, yeah, his being and we were just playing together and just having such a lovely connection. I just still remember that and the magic of that song. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. So as we were teenagers, Shara and I, so I went on to learn the piano and Shara did voice. Um, so in the song, it's mostly Shara singing um, when people hear the song. Um, and yeah, we just had these little sessions with my dad, like after dinner, we'd just go into the music room, someone would start playing and then somebody would join. It was often just, we bought a Beatles songbook, um, Bob Dylan songbook. So we just learned all those songs together and just, yeah. So that was, yeah, I guess that's, and I've been thinking about that a bit like Shara and I, like that's really where it seeded from those moments, just playing, just playing together. Um, and I think that that's why now we can just get together and just, you know, create songs together because we're so used to being in each other's company in a musical way. And there's no, there's no judgment. There's no worry. It's just like, we've always done this. It's just so familiar to us. So yeah. So I'm grateful for those times. Um, you know, I came from a family of seven kids, so it wasn't just me and Shara playing the music as well. It was, um, you know, I've got, yeah, there was sisters and brothers playing as well. So yeah, and we often still get together and have big family events. Like my mum had a 60th party and we all got together and played her a song each and all got together. And yeah, so. Um, and yeah, so I guess Blackbird songwriting, there's a lot of that in it. Um, and as adults, Shara and I still play a lot of music. Um, and she yeah, definitely holds a secret that nobody knows, master of her own disguise She's making sure that nobody sees the sadness behind her eyes There's two little eyes who see it all um, And I guess like the beginnings of it really came about in the beginning of Blackbird songwriting. So when Blackbird songwriting became an idea 
and we launched it, which was years ago when I was living in the Yarra Valley in Victoria. Um, what I did for the launch of Blackbird Songwriting was I wrote a song for a bunch of women who were living in the Yarra Valley. Um, and I called that song Women of the Valley. Um, and it's just, it's a song about these gorgeous women who live this beautiful life in this valley and, you know, just taking the stories from all the women that live there and what their lives are about. And I created a song about that. And after that song, The Women of the Valley, I just, this idea of a valley just stuck with me, you know, like a valley is a place. It's like a place for women, isn't it? You know, like a valley is this, it just in my mind, this is how, yeah, this is how my thinking progressed, I guess, to um, the valley below. So, um, and after that, I'd been reflecting on Blackbird songwriting and where I wanted to go with it. valley below just became this idea like I'd love to share these experiences of women who have been through personal um, mental illness um, you know to give a voice and to really just honor these stories And so, yeah, originally we'd been thinking about writing a collection of songs, almost like a CD of all, you know, like a collection of women get together and hear their songs and write individual songs. Um, but in the meantime, we'd also been asked, so Blackbird Songwriting had done a bunch of collective songs and so songs that were written um, for one person, but, you know, with like a few people involved. I guess the Women of the Valley is a good example. It's like a bunch of women writing a song about their lives in the Yarra Valley. Um, yeah, we did a few more songs like that. And it just, we really um, saw the power of these collective songs, like many voices coming together in one song. And so instead of doing a collection of songs, we decided, well, why don't we just get, um, yeah, why don't we hear multiple stories and bring them all together and just find the heart of what everyone's saying and just turn that into a story. So that's what The Valley Below is. shared journey by many mothers and um yeah so that really gave me the last push i think just to go ahead and do it and um yeah that was it. 
talk about um, music being a container where it just holds you in that space and so you can feel what you need to feel but you, you feel held in it so she opens the I realized as I was writing the song I only write songs now for other people like I only write a song when it's I wrote one for my wedding when it's someone else's wedding I only write songs when it's this occasion and that sparked this idea of like wow you know I would love to write songs for these occasions like these ceremonies and then once I started thinking about it I just I couldn't stop thinking about it I couldn't stop thinking about all all the reasons why someone might want a song written, you know, like the obvious ones back then were weddings, um, birthday celebrations, like gift songs, anniversaries. But then I started going deeper and deeper. Um, and so, yeah, and I'd been studying music therapy um, and the connection between, you know, music and healing and just, yeah. And then I started talking to my sister and we just started thinking about all these reasons why, songwriting can be so um, beneficial, so healing for so many people. Um, yeah, and that's where it kind of started. Um, and so in the beginning, I was writing songs um, mainly for friends. I would just offer, um, offer the process or a song for friends who might have been through um, loss or grief or, you know, certain difficult life experiences or whatever, like, um, whether I wrote them a song as a gift or whether we got together and created a song together. Um, and it kind of was crucial But I would say that the Valley Below song has definitely been the biggest project that we've done up until the Valley Below. We've just been doing um, like individual songs. Um, but yeah, I definitely have uh, yeah, a very deep interest and passion for yeah, using songwriting for healing and just to honour and acknowledge, you know, all the experiences we go through in life and um, whatever that may be. listen to their stories and to, um, yeah, to create this song, which is, yeah, a collection of, not a collection, a, like the collective voice of all their stories.
so um, so in the beginning, uh, yeah, I just put we just kind of put it out there on our on our Facebook page into the people that we knew, but. Um, it wasn't really enough, like we, we weren't finding enough people basically for the project. Um, so I got in touch with a mental health nurse in Port Macquarie and she recommended that I get in touch with Panda. Um, and, you know, which back then I was a little bit scared of, I guess. Like I thought, oh, I can't get in touch with Panda. Like they're a big organisation. Like who am I to get in touch with them? But I did. Um, I, wrote, I wrote them an email and explained the project and they just got back to me with this, um, and they were so positive about the project. I thought it was great, and they were more than happy to put me to put me in touch with um, with all the Panda champions. Um, and I did the same with the Gidget Foundation. I got in touch with them and explained the project and what we were doing. And again, they were more than happy to put us in touch with all the Gidget angels. And so, um, yeah, so that's how we um, connected with the women in the project. Um, and then. Also, um, we found some local Paul McCrow women as well through some Facebook groups and things like that. Um, so, yeah, basically I just organised a time to, um, to have these conversations with women over the phone. Um, and like, like we're doing now, I left the conversation pretty open. Like I didn't want to have this um, agenda. I didn't want to, um, yeah, I didn't want to lead the conversation too much. I really just wanted to leave it open for them to share with me what they wanted to share. Um, yeah, so that's what we did. We had 12 um, women get back to us in the end and we um, spoke to them over a couple of months and yeah, each conversation went for about an hour, an hour and a half and we just, yeah, we just let them share with us what they wanted to, you know, like obviously they didn't want to share everything about their story. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was really, beautiful just the courage um to witness the courage and the openness that they had you know just to chat to me a complete stranger about their story in such um you know in such a way that um they could express what they were going through um and yeah we took lots of notes and then after that i kind of sat with it for a long time and read over their notes and just kind of just let the stories all dance around me and um, yeah, I kind of really just lie in bed just thinking of these stories and yeah, and when I was ready I picked up a pen and started writing down the lyrics. <laughs> that they'd found along the way, you know, connections that wouldn't necessarily happen if they hadn't gone through the process. And so they were real gifts, I think, for those women. Um, but also in sharing their story, and lots of these women, because they're panda champions and Gidget angels, you know, share their story, it's part of what they do. But, um, but you know, uh, yeah, just sharing the story and connecting with other women like that was just, you know, um, it is a real gift, you know, to find connection. It's like, it's a beautiful thing. And 
you know, if, you, if you're not in a place where you really need to seek something, then you don't necessarily seek it, do you? So um, I actually heard the term the other day, luminous sadness, and I really like that. It's like, um, yeah, this idea of the light behind the sadness. Everybody has some kind of light that they come out of it. They think, you know, they've gone somewhere, they've learned something about themselves, they've connected with other people, you know. There's, but if we don't go through those processes, then there's no, you know, it's just such a great motivation to search deeper within yourself and to find more about yourself and who you are and the people around you. So I'm playing the piano, um, Shara's singing, her gorgeous voice. I, I'm doing some of the harmonies, um, but not many, so she does most of the harmonies. Yeah, we kind of, um, we kind of just get together and, uh, you know, we've just got that little thing now, like um, we know how it works, you know, we get together and I play the piano and she sings and, yeah, it's all very, some of it's a little bit impromptu, like the song when we got together. It was definitely written but there was definitely lots more that needed to happen and we had just one weekend um to do it in which uh you know i went up to see her and i didn't have my kids and we just we knew we had two days and we had to get the whole thing done and it was yeah we hadn't even really finalized what it was going to sound like but we've just got this little groove now and we know how it works and we get together and it just happens so yeah we just we do love it we have a lot of joy doing it and um yeah Happy that we've both found a thing that we both love to do. Looking down at her beautiful baby, a woman by her side. In the time when she needed it most, a strength that had fallen away. So 
Hey everyone, how are you feeling? I know that was really deep and touching for me. It definitely brought up lots of emotions and feelings from my own time postpartum. And, um, you know, these conversations need to happen and it can be healing to feel those emotions. I definitely shed a few tears throughout. I think a lot of mums can relate to those feelings and that voice no matter what their experience was in their fourth trimester. And, um, if you're feeling quite low now and feeling the need to reach out, please, please do, whether it's to myself or to one of the hotlines on the show notes or to a dear friend, family member, someone you know that you can just share that with. And um, yeah, just reach out for connection. That's how the song ends, is that beauty and that power in women coming together and connecting and sharing that story and doing the healing together. And really that's what Pollination Mamas is about. It's about realizing that we've got this issue in our culture and it's not the woman's fault, it's not the family's fault, it's not the mother's fault. We need to collectively come together and create beautiful, warm, nurtured, safe spaces for women to become mothers. Uh, to build our village, to become the village. So, um, yeah, I hope that this inspires us a little bit more to understand more deeply the whys behind traditional postpartum care, modern the versions of it, the revolution of postpartum care and building the village. Sending much love. And we